As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The following is a CA original. You're at the intersection where music, movies, and pop culture meet. Welcome to Crossroads. Here's Chris Harrington. Welcome back to the fifth episode of Crossroads where we'll dirty our fingers with the rub and sauce and we'll welcome a new voice into the mix. Food writer Jennifer Biggs will join pop culture columnist John Bifus and I to talk about this week's Memphis and May barbecue cooking contest, Central Barbecue's expansion and the rising waters of the Mississippi River and more. For our question of the week, we'll discuss some of our favorite local barbecue dishes and as always, we'll recommend some things to do in Memphis this week. Jennifer, you're back. So, Good to be back. So regular readers of the CA in, in recent weeks, feels like months, have, have we, we, we've we had, I guess you were calling them second helpings, right? I was calling them food flashbacks. Yeah, I liked yours better, Just actually. Just don't call them leftovers. I didn't think of that, or we would have done that. Leftovers would be good, too. We, 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 we went back, took a trip down memory lane to some of the good stuff we've done in the recent past with catfish and with soul food and with other things. Yeah, we did tamales. And tamales. And- Wings. I think we wings. did wings. We did wings. But we missed the hot new Jennifer Biggs content, which we, we, we've been lacking lately. But you're back. You want to tell everybody what, what's going on? I had some back surgery. Not because I'm old. This is a preview I, of coming attractions for right. me. So No, no, no. This was just a, just a little thing. And I, you know, I've been hurting for about a year. I am back. I'm feeling good. I'm ready for barbecue. I am going to be on a golf cart, I think, most of this barbecue. But <laughs> oh. you know what? That doesn't, that's not much different from any barbecue. If I can get access, I'm on one anyway. I got to say, I don't think a couple of days at Music Fest did much for my back. I bet it didn't. Um, a couple of weeks ago. No, no kidding. I mean, you know, really, that kind of stuff. People think we have these great jobs. Man, it's it's physical. It's rough out there, isn't it? Walking around, eating all that food, doing all we do. Um, I, I am glad to be back. I feel too sorry for us. You don't feel too sorry for no. us? So you guys are both going to be down at the river this week That's for right. a barbecue fest. Mm-hmm. Is this is this the fortieth? It is the fortieth. You know, it's not really the fortieth anniversary. It's kind of funny because you know you. I think I called it that somewhere, but it's not because the anniversary into the first year. But it started in seventy eight. So this is the fortieth barbecue. It is going to be fun this year. All the same stuff, of course. John is going to be doing Miss Piggy because, as he said when he was asked. If he would do Miss Piggy, he said, oh, sure. It's just like rolling off a hog. <laughs> Did I say that? That's exactly what you said. Well, let's yeah. clarify. He's going to write about the Miss Piggy contest. No, no, no. He's going to be in Miss <laughs> Piggy be this participating. year. He's, he's got a team this year. He's, got, he's going to be on stage. I'm going to sing Wendy Renee's Barbecue, Stack's Food Classic. 
actually. You know, if we start talking about singing, I'm going to want to start talking about Clarence Carter. But we'll hold off on that till the barbecue lineup. You know, I did a segment on, I do Jeff Calkins every day. I did a segment earlier this week. We talked about it a little bit. And I think people are still, it's been around so long. It's such sort of a common thing, sort of a staple in Memphis. I, I think people, a lot of people still aren't sure about how it's changed over the years. And so there's this reputation that if you're not on a team, you can't go down there. But that oh. is no longer the case. Correct? No, it's not the case. And I'll, what they're going to do this year, they've done different things every year. But this year, there's something called Barbecue Alley. And it's $15. It's going to be for lunch, various hours, but lunch, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You buy your tickets for $15 when, you know, at the gate. And then you can go in and you can have barbecue from three different champion teams, including Melissa Cookston, who we've been, you know, Yazoo Delta Q, who I wrote about this year, I mean this this week, the woman who bred her own hog for this year. So you can get in. You can. They'll talk to you about the barbecue. They'll do the whole thing. You could do the Kingsford Tour of Champions, but that's sold out. But I mean, you still have to have invitations to go into the tents. Right. You can't just go up and say, "Hey, Joe told me to to come by because that's not going to work." They're, you know, it's expensive and people. It's just for invited guests. But you can eat. There's Central Barbecue. will have a place out there. There's going to be a lot of other vendors. It, it, you can buy beer. You can do it. You can buy frozen drinks. You can go down there and have fun. If you want a rubberneck, you can go into. You can go down to Tom Lee Park and just walk in and around and check out the scene. Right? Oh, absolutely. For, for free, right? I mean, you well, can, you can you can go in free on Thursday and Friday from eleven to one. That's okay. free for anybody. So if you're going to be there all day, get there at eleven o'clock and and get your free admission too. That's but otherwise, the you get tickets, in during that time frame, you can stay. Yeah, you can stay. Okay. They're not going to kick you out. But that's made for you know people who live down uh, work and live downtown, so they can go in and just get something for lunch. Get for lunch, right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. You, and you can kind of wander into like the Colombian tent, which is the the official tent of Memphis in May. Again, you have to be invited, but they're they're, it, it, I mean, you know, it's pretty loose down there. It's not as loose as it used to be back in back in the old days of barbecue when you were saying how it's changed. It has really changed, um, you know, from people slapping stickers on on women. And I got an email from somebody <laughs> yesterday. He said if it hadn't been for that slapping stickers. I wouldn't have five kids, and I don't know how many grandkids. Right. So that, those <laughs> were the days. I'll never forget the time I saw a guy from a team hand a, a skinned barbecued raccoon to a kid who happened to be wandering by. And the kid was about two feet tall, and he just walked away holding that barbecued raccoon by the leg, kind of dragging it in the dust. Maybe I'd, they were going to gnaw on it later. I don't know. I'd try real hard to forget that. That sounds like I'd a scene from that. Memphis Beat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that right. Jason Lee show. It's pretty bad. So, that, th- that, yeah, anyway, this year you can eat at Barbecue Alley. Can you can you top that for a barbecue fest memory? A skinned barbecued raccoon? I guess if no, you're going to barbecue a raccoon, you need to skin it. Now I can talk about some really good food I've eaten down there, but I can't I can't say. First of all, I've never actually eaten raccoon. I've never even been out to that place in, you know, Tipton County, that Nafee supper thing they used to do. No, I can't top that. So are there... Are there <laughs> I just can't do it. I, th- I think for a lot of people, it seems to me, tell me if I'm wrong, that for the teams that are down there, it's sort of a mix of like people who are there to drink and eat and have fun and people who are like serious about the contest, right? Are there sort of yeah, different levels? Pretty much everybody is there to, to drink and eat and have fun. Well, even true. the people who are right. serious. The uh, you know, Melissa Cookston has always been the, the kind of the the opposite of folks on that in that her team is just four people it's her her husband her mother and her daughter so they you know she's winning you know a lot but she doesn't have one of these big teams and you know she's she's the different everybody else it's a big party it is so who are yeah. some of the perennial heavyweights her that you've mentioned mm-hmm. and it's like the, the the bob gibson thing in yeah. alabama they win a lot right big bob gibson I, th- I think that they have won the most um almost you ever been to their restaurant 
I've never been to the is restaurant. Is it what, Decatur? Is that right? It, 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 yeah, well, yeah, that's the main one, but they yeah. have a couple throughout uh, Alabama now. And they, and I've been to their tent. They have, they have a thing. You have to be invited, so it's kind of unfair to talk about it. But they do a Thursday night supper, and one of the things they have are these great pies that they. I mean, they've been. You're talking about mile high meringues. They're the best pies you've ever tasted, and cornbread salad and barbecue and all that sort of stuff. The food's good, and they say it's just like the same thing they have in the restaurant. They make about 500 pies. They don't do the, they don't do the white sauce, the Alabama white sauce, do they? They do. I'm, they skept, do. I'm skeptical of this practice. I'm not a real crazy. I'm not a real <clears throat> fan of it because yeah. I think it's very ranch dressing you know, type of right. um, barbecue. Now, I mean, theirs is good. And then we have a recipe I ran a few years ago for somebody. It was Jennifer Dickerson who gave me a recipe for white barbecue sauce with horseradish in it. And it's good, but it's not barbecue sauce. It's a different thing. Definitely a different thing. So all these teams down on the river, um, is the river going to swallow them up, John? No, but uh, I think the river is slowly, re- it seems like the re- it's receding at a slower pace than usual when you, it goes you, up. You wrote about the river in your most recent Bifus file column. Tell, yeah. tell us a little bit about what you wrote. Well, I was just, it was just sort of a, uh, uh, just a little bit of musing about how cool the river is and to be in a city that's located right, you know, to state the obvious, right at the, on the banks of the Mississippi River that ends at the river. And in fact, uh, people tend to take it for granted. And, and I guess if you live out east, unlike us who work near downtown, um, you may not sometimes even get as far as the river, but especially when it's high, it is really cool to, to go drive downtown, check it out. You can still do it. Go to like the mud, you know, the river park on uh, Harbor, at Harbor Town and other locales and just look how, at how high and, and uh, impressive and, and powerful it is. And uh, people during, you know, you, I'm sure you heard this too, during the Beale Street Music Festival, there were many artists who commented on, they, did, they didn't even know it was unusually high, but they just looked over there and commented about how beautiful the weather was and how great it was to just be standing on a stage and looking out and seeing, you know, you know what I guess what is really one of the wonders of the planet Earth, right, is the Mississippi River. I right. mean, there's there's few, only a couple of other rivers that can match it in any way. So it, it's something people take for granted, and I think it's uh, maybe good for the soul, so to speak, to occasionally go down and, and just check the thing out. I think people are really drawn to water, and I also think that we have one of the best views of the Mississippi. I think we have the best view of right. the Mississippi yeah. River that I've ever seen. I know consultants who came to town to talk about the riverfront made that point. I went to one of their presentations that this is the best. This is the best like riverfront view like anybody in the country has. Wait, and we really need to do you know more to uh, right. to utilize that. Yeah, it hasn't course, been utilized well. You know, that's something that it, it's a couple of weeks old now, or a week or two old. But you know, Denny uh, Raleigh and Patrick Raleigh are taking over right. Bill Street Landing, and I, I think that's These owners be, of the Majestic Grill on Main Street. Right. Sorry, I should have said that, but that's going to I think really you know give some life to that place. They do a good job, a great job with Majestic Grill. So they're just doing it for six months to show it can be done, and then handing it over to. I I think they have, you know, it was interesting. I read, you know, you're reporting on that. And I think they have a lot of, I don't know if it's going to, if it's going to work, but if, but if it's going to work, I think there are people who can make it work. I think so too. In the sense that I think they have the right idea about it. Everything from like the, the name they're giving it, the front porch sort right. of gives that you know impression of, you know, the front porch of the city down here in the river and them talking about doing some like picnic <clears throat> grab and go mm-hmm. stuff, which you'll see at like the kitchen ad at Shelby Farms. Right which I think is badly missing down there. There's just no sense down there with that restaurant and that um, gift shop that they're there on the river. 
that that that, that, that there's nothing to interact with the people who are down there, you know, flying kites and playing soccer and walking with their dog right. and the whole and they, thing. Yeah, and they talk about that. And you know something that Benny Linderman said too, which was interesting, and it was in my article. He said, you know, this has to be considered an amenity. This is not really for making money. It's an amenity for people of the city, people who are at the park. And but it can't lose money hand over fist. Well, I think it can't. I think it has been. Right. <laughs> but right. I think they're trying to turn that around too right. to show that it doesn't have to, to operate at a loss like that. Well, speaking of barbecue and speaking of local restaurants, let's sort of cross the streams a little bit on those two. Right. I'm very interested in something you and Ted Evanoff reported on this week, which is that Central Barbecue is going to be the next Memphis restaurant to sort of, I don't know if chain is the right word, but to sort of expand yeah. outside of the city. I mean, I know the first one you mentioned, the first one they're going to do is going to be in either Collierville or Germantown, which is not really outside the city. But the suggestion is, you know, as far west as Dallas, as far east as Knoxville, they're going to start looking to expand and have central barbecues in in other cities. Right. Now, Kimmins Wilson, it's the company that's going to be doing it. The central barbecue, as far as Roger Sapp and Craig Blondes, they have the three in Memphis and that's it for them. Anything else is going to be. They'll be involved in sort of quality control and branding and that kind of stuff. Exactly. And that's why what the first one that Roger told me, the first one that opens will be, you know, somewhere around here because it'll give them, you know, more opportunity to be kind of in charge of what's going on. And, yeah, they're real, you know, they're real um, intent on keeping the central brand. So they'll be overseeing things. But this is – they're not going to be the ones expanding it. They've they've moved on. You know, they're going to be opening their um, their new place on Jefferson, though, real soon, Sunrise, the the breakfast right. and um, and lunch shop. And then they'll eventually get around to doing the one next to Central on Central. In terms of, of, of Memphis Barbecue sort of franchising out beyond the city, I mean, Corky's has some restaurants or in the past has had some restaurants outside of Memphis, they right? They have in the past, but Cor- I think the only one outside of Memphis now is in Little Rock. Okay. Who else? Well, you know, Gus's is not barbecue, but of course, right. Gus's is all over the place now. Um, you know, in Rendezvous and Corky's ship but that right right it's interesting to me i'm sort of of two minds on it one i I sort of feel like if you if if you if you had asked me before you and ted reported that story and i had no idea if someone had asked me what restaurant in memphis is best equipped to do what gus's has done and sort of have these and sort of franchise itself i think central may have been what i would have said yeah probably so i mean it makes sense their menu is I mean, the menu makes sense, if nothing else. They because, do the, they do your rib and shoulder basics, but right. it's versatile enough that there's a, you, you can go eat at Central even if you don't think you want, quote-unquote, barbecue, right? You can, and you can. Uh, somebody was mentioning last night, you know, they can go and then get their portobello mushroom instead of barbecue because he's vegan. Some of these things I'm not sure would really do real well outside of Memphis, like – well, barbecue spaghetti, go yeah. and you know Central's not doing that. They're not, right. um, and some of the things we have here are maybe just a little too gritty for the rest of the rest of the country. Central's not. Central's, you know, it's it's great barbecue, but I think it's um, it's it's very palatable. For you haven't everyone seen too. any. Sorry, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe you know of something, John, but there aren't really. I guess there's the famous Dave's or whatever, but there's not really a barbecue chain that is because it's such a regional kind of food in a way. There hasn't been the like you know the the barbecue equivalent of like your Shake Shack and oh. In and Out and that no. kind of thing, right? Yeah, it is, it is, that, that is kind of unusual that you think about it that there's huge taco chains, huge hamburger chains, huge right. chicken chains, mm-hmm. but not p- pork based chain like that. I'm trying to think if there's any. I mean, I imagine there are some like around Kansas City that are probably, you know, regional. And, And of course, well, a big Bob's. I mean, you know, they're around Alabama. I don't know how right. many they have, but they're outside of just the one city where they started. And then there's Corky's, like you said. Yeah. Well, it, and when the chain, and when the really big chains try to do something, they 
they stop, right? Like you can't still get a McRib, can you? Or, or oh, I think you can. Uh, really? uh, at least, right, well, at least a couple. Back, it, no, I think you can. It's right. Yeah, because you always get a press release on it. It's a novelty, not a fixture, I guess. Have you ever tasted a McRib? I've never tasted one. Have you, Chris? Yes, it's been at least a decade. I, mean, yeah. I feel a little ashamed that I haven't. I always say I'm going to go do it because people say you, you should try Because it has rib. the fake impression of right. the bones. Yeah, is that what that right. is? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've seen them. So I've it's just sort never... of like a, the, it's a pressed pork product. Yeah, it's the right. pork equivalent of like a Jello mold. Or a chicken or McNugget. Or like one of those like right. sawdust like boards or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, it, I'm not going to taste it because I'm going to love it, I don't think. But I should do it. What do you make of Central Barbecue? I mean, it's been around a little while now, but in the grand scheme of Memphis Barbecue, it's still a, fair, a fairly recent addition, right? It is. I mean, it's been well, less than 20 years, surely, hasn't it? I was, I think it's closer has it to even 10. been 10? Oh, I think it's been. I think, I think it's, it's been, been closer 10. to 10. At okay. Least. Um, I don't think Central existed when I moved back to Memphis, and that was, I think, 17 years ago, something like that. Maybe not. Um, no, no, I'd say it definitely didn't. What do you make of Central's rise? Hmm. I don't know. Honestly, I'm sitting here trying to think why it I, was Central I, instead. I have a few theories. Of, okay, you go. Uh, one, it's really good. And so it you, is you, start, really good. you start with that. Um, two, I do think the menu diversity has helped it. And so, uh, like, you know, I think the nachos are really popular there and the wings are popular and you can get a salad. And, and, and I, I think, you know, the physical environment is is both feels substantial and also mm-hmm. sort of welcoming. So I think it's just a really well done restaurant. I also think that first location moved into Midtown at a time when I mean, barbecue shop is there, which I adore and pains, which is like a separate kind right. of thing. But, like, the public eye was not there anymore, and, like, John Wills was not there anymore. And it and so, was right down the street from right. John Wills. And That's so true. Midtown you, was a little bit of a void. You had the rendezvous in terms of high profile. You had the rendezvous downtown, Corky Southeast. So it moves into Midtown at the at the same time that Midtown is sort of coming back in terms of the population and in terms of mm-hmm. sort of the young adult demographic. I feel like it's sort of right place, right time, yeah. and a good restaurant. Well, it could well be. And it started out with the patio, right? They, did, they didn't add that on, did they? I think it. Well, they expanded the patio. Okay, but they had a patio, right? I think so, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so it's too. A smaller yeah. one, right? Um, and that's always good, you know. Go sit outside. Everybody likes to do that. So maybe it is. Maybe it was just right. But maybe if they'd opened in East Memphis, it wouldn't have happened. Who knows? I think it probably would have because of the quality of the food too. Right. You know, they also thinking of Central over the years. They had great tamales for a while. They don't have them anymore. They were just too labor intensive. They quit making them. But boy, those were some good tamales. We're going to get back to barbecue in our question of the week. Anything else else in the food world we should know about? What do you got going on? Mm, review this week is a well. Actually, this is kind of interesting. Roger Sapp is the co-owner, who is the uh, you know co-owner of Central Barbecue, is the co-owner of Bell Tavern, and I'm reviewing it for Friday's Go Memphis online tomorrow. The front of the restaurant is Southern Bell, so it's this huge building on Union, and then you go in through Barbaro Alley, and it's Bell Tavern in the back with some really really good cocktails. Chris Ferry's the bartender, and he's the part owner back there. And it is, um, man, there's one drink. The Three Whiskey Sour, he takes, a, a, it's a George Thorogood song. He takes a bottle of rye, he takes a bottle of scotch, <laughs> two bottles of rum, uh, not rum, uh, two bottles of bourbon, and he cask ages it for about six weeks, and then he just, he makes a little cocktail with it. Awfully good. Definitely worth going down there. So that's that's what's going on right now. And then um, barbecue. I mean, that's it. That's 
Right now, that is my world. Well, I, have, I, I have one food recommendation that I wrote about. I guess maybe it was last Friday at this point, but um, the, there's the new. I wrote about the 901. There's a new Brazilian food truck. You keep telling me it's um it's called it's had sort of an odd name, but it's called Rio Mix Fit. But I think people are going to call it the Brazilian food truck. It is inside the gates of Midtown Nursery at McLean and Madison. And it's not going to roam. It's going to. It's like a pop up restaurant. Basically, it's going to stay there. They've set up a seating lo- a seating area in between the truck and the building where the nursery is. They put huh? a canopy over the top, and they got Brazilian flags everywhere. And they got plants and seats, and it's actually a nice. They got samba music playing. It's a nice little outdoor pop up restaurant. It's full on Brazilian, which we don't have much of in Memphis. We don't at have all. any of it anymore right. after the place. Because what'd you have? Um, I had, I've been there twice actually. The first day, the first time I was there by myself, I got a kebab. I got a pork kebab. And with, I'm going to mispronounce, what's the Brazilian um, black bean the stew? Feijoada. 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 Yeah. I, got, I got a pork kebab, pork bacon onion kebab with feijoada and rice and grilled bananas and salad. And I got mm-hmm. a fresh juice that was um, a pineapple. Lemon, mint, leaf, coconut water concoction. Ooh, that it was very good. good. Yeah. And then my wife and I went back this week. What they're doing, the woman who who opened this, I gathered, her English was not great and my Portuguese doesn't exist. So we, 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 we did our best. But she had a full-on restaurant in Brazil. And so she's duplicating the menu of her old restaurant, but she can't do it all at once in a food truck. So she's rotating different segments of the menu week to week. Mm-hmm. And so last week it was kebabs and something else. And this week it was sandwiches and something else. So I got another pork pork sandwich with bacon and cheese and olives and greens and various things. And my wife got a chicken sandwich. I think it's great. I think the atmosphere is great. You got the music. You got the canopy. You're sitting outside while people are buying plants inside. And just yeah. it, it's a cool environment. People should check it out. Something that I want to follow up on you said your portuguese is not great no no no, 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 no. Her, her english is not great my portuguese doesn't exist it doesn't exist okay right. i thought you said right. it wasn't great i didn't know that it existed at all so yeah that sounds great um you know and you, you were talking about the fresh juices we did have friday lunch ca friday lunch last time over at uh, arepas delicias on summer and i would like to mention that as a colombian restaurant too as this is indeed the country of, you know, I'm sorry, of Memphis in May. So that uh, sounds a little bit like the place. On, the, on summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I want to get to that I, place. I still haven't yeah. been there either. Oh, y'all got to get over there. That's right. You're supposed to come Maybe to... John and I will have our own CA Friday lunch and, and do, check that out. Do they actually have, a, I guess they actually have arepas there. Yeah, they do. Of course they do. But that's the name of it. They're delicious arepas, mm-hmm. by the Good. way. So and we, this, this is the place that you wrote back when you first reviewed it had like the best what the best red beans in town no, just beans yeah just they beans, are period. they are they are actually red beans but they're a cuban place downtown has really good red beans too but these are oh man these are just the best beans period they're red beans but they're bigger beans they're not like little new orleans style red beans great that's, really that, that sounds great they are. Um, check it out even if you don't get to that during may check it out after may For our question of the week, we're going to return to the food world and return to barbecue. We're going to talk about what are some of our favorite barbecue dishes in Memphis, specific dishes at specific restaurants. What is on our short list? I'll I'll start. I'll throw one out. I love the um, pork sandwich at Payne's. One of my favorite things in Memphis is to sit in set in pains in a late afternoon in the cool dark of a late afternoon and contemplate the architecture of the um, pork sandwich at Payne's Barbecue. <laughs> That's a pretty good one, one of the great things true. in Memphis. Okay, I gotta I gotta go with. I talk about it all the time. I love the barbecue spaghetti at the barbecue shop, but I don't like barbecue spaghetti anyplace else. I agree. I like that barbecue spaghetti too. Oh man, it's so I, good. I think a lot of other places do the barbecue spaghetti. What people think of when they think of barbecue right. spaghetti which is you dump 
meat and sauce on top of pasta. And that is not what they do at the barbecue. That shop. is not There's at like all. There's like a whole process at work. They well, the sauce is in the pit for twelve hours, and right. then they take a big. They put a shoulder in the sauce. They're cooking. It's like half marinara, half barbecue. Um, I've tried so many times to get that recipe out of Frank Vernon, and he won't give it to me. He's not gonna. I and mean, he's never gonna give it to me. I will say, well, okay, the well, pasta I did is this. infused. Yeah, 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 then yeah. they throw the pasta in there and cook yeah. it in there too. So I mean, it's all. But the, I mean, it's not just barbecue sauce. But he'll give me hints, and so I, I come up with a little bit of this, and he'll say, "Well, if I were you, I might throw that on the grill for a while, or I might throw an onion on that on those coals and see what happens when you do that." You know, but he won't tell me what it is. Good stuff, though. Well, I always like to go to. Although uh, I haven't had one since they reopened, but I, I always like the uh, barbecued Cornish game hen at the Cozy Corner, and oh, yeah. it's it's a great thing to take out of town guests to because it's not something that would ever have. It, if you haven't heard of it, you never just just randomly think i wonder what a barbecue cornish game hen would be like so when you take them to this joint and they're expecting normal barbecue and if you say why don't we why don't you try the game hen it's really cool because it comes there that miniature little chicken you know on that little plate you can't really even <laughs> the plastic silverware you can't even really cut it apart with that so you end up so by the time you're through you just have that little collection of gnawed bones you know and it, it's a great it's a it's it's, it's great and it's it's i love to take out of towners there as i said i haven't had one of those in a long time either yeah and i actually have not been to Cozy Corner since they moved back. No, me neither. Well, the last time I was there was when they were across the street. It's more than double the size. It's you can go in and you know sit down. It's great. Mm. I mean, it's real. No, it's really, really See, good. Your legs it's don't really knock good. up against the uh-uh. pole that holds the table up anymore. In, not unless you're doing it on purpose. I may have to so do that's this very, very soon, actually. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, you, I was laughing at Bifus's description of eating that. I refuse to eat the Cornish hen in public that's the thing you take that home because that's exactly what you're covered in sauce by the time you're through with that here's another one you know i don't like barbecued nachos and barbecue pizza so much but it's central if you get the barbecue nachos get them on the chips on the homemade barbecue i mean on the homemade potato chips you can get chicken or pork either one then have you know the cheese and the cheese sauce and all that put over it hot barbecue sauce get some slaw on top of that and then the jalapenos, that is some fine eating. That sounds like too much to me. It's too, oh, much, too much going not on. to me. I, just, I love it. Like I like slaw on anything. I like the barbe- I mean, the potato chips better than the corn chips. Well, I'll go to Central for my other one and and sort of off the, the normal barbecue path a little bit. I love the dry rub wings at Central. Great I don't want the jerk. I don't want the jerk or the wet. I want dry rub. That the thick, thick rub on those wings. I, I. That's one of my favorite things. I like that too. Oh, and look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shout out for Elwood's wings here. I love those wings at Elwood's and at the grill. I mean, and those are smoked and barbecued. Both of those places. Those aren't fried wings. Well, maybe it's a guilty pleasure, but I have to admit, I like the barbecue bologna sandwich at uh, Central Barbecue. Oh man, I never. That's you know, it's just that fat slab of. Bologna, surely that has got to not be good for you to eat that. But uh, oh no, it's great but for it's, you. Oh, it is okay. Yeah, well, yeah, good. good. I'm glad to hear that. Good. You should have that no every good. day. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, I really enjoy it. Like we got to throw out one more okay. thing on barbecue because this is just something that look that uh, it's 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 a barbecue, but it's the uh, smoked sausage sandwich at Jack Purtles. 
Don't forget that either. That is, I've not had that. Oh my god, that is so good, and it's just you know it's almost black. It's so it's so uh, smoky. None of and us it's like two bucks. None of us have mentioned ribs, but my thing is I don't have like one place that like that's my rib place. I've got like six. You know, well, I, I think a lot of places do really good ribs in town. And I don't have one that stands out above the others. Well, I I do because I'm yeah I'm a huge fan of Alex's ribs. Okay, so I've never had the ribs. Those are great. Those are fantastic. But but I'm never quite sure when they're actually available. All the time now. They, the it time. used to be, okay. uh, yeah, that was the deal. You never knew when it, they were going to be available. But now they have them any time you go. And Alex's um, on Jackson. Yeah, Avenue. but they're made and they're so different because they're really backyard ribs. I mean, and truly, that's where he's doing them is right. you know, in the like the backyard of the restaurant, and they just taste like something you get at home. Fall off the bone, which I like, which some people don't. I do. Jennifer is too busy with Barbecue Fest um, to think about other things going on in Memphis this week. That's right. But John and I are going to give you some, some tips of some things going on. What, what do you got, John? I can throw out a few movie recommendations. Uh, since this is Memphis in May month and the honored country is Columbia, the movie that was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film a couple of years ago called Embrace of the Serpent is going to be uh, screened at 7 p.m. at the Ridgeway Cinema on uh, Wednesday a week from the day we're recording this. Right. Next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. And uh, that's a movie that was filmed in Colombia in the Amazonia region of Colombia on location in the tropical rainforest, et cetera. And it chronicles – it's sort of like uh, The Lost City of Z and that it chronicles some real-life expeditions to the Amazon in the first half of the century, but it's a drama, it's actors, and it basically uh, dramatizes the interactions between the scientists who are very learned but somewhat naive and the shamans and the, uh, you know, the indigenous peoples. It's a very interesting movie. Let me have a Diablo sandwich, a Dr. Pepper, make it fast, I'm going to I know there's some fans out I know there's plenty of Star Wars fans out there, but you know, the second biggest hit of 1977 was Smokey and the Bandit. Uh-oh. Directed by Memphis-born Hal Needham, the stuntman-turned-director who died a couple years ago. And uh, part of that Turner Classic Movies big-screen revival series, they're bringing Smokey and the Bandit back to the Paradiso. That's going to screen at 2 Sunday and 7 next Wednesday. So if you're a, a fan of... Uh, we need like a, a red alert signal or something yeah, for this. I mean, I think this is one people might actually go to. Burt Reynolds and... Uh, his uh, illegal, I mean, this is back when. His Black Cord, Trans Am. His Black Trans Am. Jackie Gleason. And Jerry Reed. Jerry, uh, Jerry Reed. Right? It's hard to believe that. He's bound it down. Well, Coors beer, you know, remember that was the era when it was considered cool to have access to Coors beer. I mean, the plot of that <laughs> is that he's illegally transporting Coors beer cross country. So, how long ago is is that? But uh, I know people love that movie. So, you can have, so you can. I did not know about this. I am excited about this. the big screen. This. Well, good. Good. So, uh, you know, and then Sally, you know, one Sally of our former co workers, Cal Vizi, is going to be very excited about this. Well, I he's hope a big he Smokey and the Bandit guy. I hope he goes. Well, I don't have anything that's exciting to Smokey and the Bandit to recommend, but a couple things. 
Um, there's an event at the Children's Museum of Memphis on Thursday afternoon from 5.30 to 8 called Heart of the City. And it's basically sort of a an informational session about the Memphis Fairgrounds future being done both by the Friends of the Fairgrounds group and also the Memphis 3.0 like city planning group is getting involved in this too. And so I gather they're going to present some ideas about the potential future of the fairgrounds and solicit some ideas as well. I'm going to try to get out to part of that and probably write about it the next day in the 901. But if you're interested in the future of the fairgrounds, you might think about doing that on Thursday afternoon. On Friday night, it's a show at the High Tone Cafe in Crosstown called Girl Fest with two R's, G-R-R-L. It is a fundraiser for the Southern Rock Girls Camp. I think that's what it's called, the Southern Rock Girls Camp, Southern Girls Rock Camp. And it is going to feature all regional Memphis and sometimes Mid-South bands that that either all women are made up in part of women, including the um, local garage punk band Knots. I think it's going to be going to headline. When is show. this? This is Saturday night at the High Tone Cafe. That sounds great. Check that out if you're in the mood. What time is that Saturday night? Well, they're saying 7 p.m., but, you know, it's a show at the High Tone. So, wow. Well, know. but if they've got a million acts on it, like gone it, it, fast, it, it may start on time, early, but, but, yeah. it, but it'll go late, later. Especially later, if I'm some sure. of the girls in the girls camp actually are going to do a little thing, although I guess they don't want them at the High Tone even as late at 7. On but, Saturday uh, night. I was born and raised down in Alabama on a farm way back up in the woods. I was so ragged that folks used to call me Patches. I do have one thing. It's at 8 o'clock on Saturday night, and speaking of Calvizi, I know he'll want to be there too because Clarence Carter is going to be the headliner for the end of barbecue. That's at 8 p.m. That's a good headliner. And I asked you before we came in here about this, you had never heard the Clarence Carter version of The Dark End of the Street. Everyone listening to this, as soon as you're done, go to your YouTube. The Dark End of the Street is a classic Memphis soul song by James Carr. But the Clarence Carter version is called Making Love at the Dark End of the Street, and it has like a four-minute monologue that builds up to the song itself, and it is one of the most amazing things you will ever, ever hear. Everyone check that out. I was looking up his discography before we came in because, of course, Patches is what? Patches is the the people's champ. I'm going to start crying right now. I know, stroking I love, but somebody described him as he made... Soul Deep. Which you the know, box tops you know did. I think the only one that most people know are Patches and Strokin, though. Right. Oh, those the, are the two that, and I didn't know he was blonde. Backdoor Santa, which uh, Run Back DMC Santa. sampled for um, Christmas and Hollis. Well, what this, there was a line somebody was describing him. He said he made a career from tales of unbridled love and illicit sex. And I didn't, I did not know this about Clarence Carter either. So he's part of a grand lineage of... as far as that goes. <laughs> I think you get that description could apply to a lot of people in a lot of different Well, mediums. when you know him from what was probably his only top 40 pop hit patches you do not associate him with <laughs> no, unbridled love it's, and illicit sex you know it's just somebody he's you know, he's dependent on him he son. sounds just like a sentimental That's country right. boy from that one all right jennifer it's good to have you back thanks for jumping in with us this Glad week to be here next week i believe john and i are going to go deep on the on summer movies and as always thanks for listening please make sure to subscribe to the podcast on itunes or google play just search crossroads commercial appeal and please make sure to rate and review the show. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris Harrington, John at John Bythus, and Jennifer at Jennifer Biggs One. And of course, that's numeral one. And of course, you can read our coverage at commercialpill.com. For John and Jennifer, I'm Chris Harrington, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Crossroads. This is the Commercial Appeal.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.